to the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist at extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw His glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. The Apostle and Evangelist John is lost for words to describe Jesus in John 1, 1 to 14. I'm feeling a bit that way myself this morning. I am just so... I love the gospel because I love Jesus. I'm just overawed with this message and all the things that have been said already this morning have really um, been in line, just so in line with what we're going to say today. Jesus, the Logos or Word, took on flesh and blood and walked the earth and did life leaving only a few who truly recognized him, the one full of glory, grace, and truth, verse 14 says. What God does this. Much has been written and preached about John 1, 1 to 14, for good reason. Because this revelation that John received regarding who Jesus was and is turned century, first century thinking upside down. It turned the, the world as they knew it upside down. So we're going to turn to uh, John 1 and we're just going to read these 14 verses which are amazing. John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There came a man sent from God whose name was, G- was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. There was the true light, which coming into the world enlightens every man. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of the blood or, or, or the will of man or flesh, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. His coming split history into two. We know it as before Christ, B.C., and Anno Domini, the day of our Lord, A.D. Right from verse 1. 
the foundation is laid. No introduction, no hellos. John just states it plainly. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This solid foundation of truth is what the new covenant, the new creation, and in fact the church is built on. We'll be familiar with the passage from Matthew where Peter said to Jesus, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's in Matthew 16, 16. And Jesus replied in verse 18, Upon this rock I will build my church. Now Jesus didn't necessarily mean that he would build his church on Peter, but on the revelation that Peter had just received. And John's revelation is similar. I, I, I waded through all these commentaries and <laughs> put it aside and thought, I'm just going to keep this simple today. Um, scholars do agree, though, that the opening words of John 1 give the most accurate description of who Christ is and was. John could only have written this under the inspiration and revelation of the Holy Spirit. After our um, Renew Together series and our timely series in Jonah, we just thought to, we'd leave that there and it would be good to go back to basics. The basics of the gospel. We're not going to be just in John. We're going to use a few other passages as well. But we're, we just wanted to get, get back to the basics of the gospel, the good news that we want the whole world to know. This gospel is our life, our hope, and the power of God for salvation to those who believe. Amen? And I just love the gospel. I just, like I said before, I, I, one of the, some of the biggest thrills of my life has been sitting and leading somebody to Jesus or praying or standing wherever. It doesn't have to be at an altar call. So many lately we've seen have been receiving Jesus on their own. At home, in the quietness. So today we're starting a series called Back to Basics, as I said. And I'm excited. Can we say, you know, can anyone sort of say a Pentecostal amen? <laughs> or I'll even accept a good old Baptist nod. <laughs> anyway, Jesus has many names. And really, um, each one is building a beautiful picture of Christ's character. And he's and reflecting the nature of God the Father. But as John begins his account of events, his, his good news, that's what the gospel means, good news, he is lost for words. One name alone could not encapsulate the person he had come to know and love. The closest meaning given by the Spirit for Jesus was logos, meaning word of God. And in Genesis 1.1, we read the words, In the beginning God created. Here in John 1 verse 1, In the beginning, sound familiar? God is birthing new creation. He is birthing life in the Spirit through His only begotten Son. In the beginning really means that, that time was... That's that time before the beginning, really. That's what this in beginning means. 
In the beginning was the Logos, the fullness of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There was no separation there, no disunity, no lack, and in fact, no beginning. As I said, it really means that time that was before the beginning. The three-in-one God is historically eternal and will be forever eternal. God is. Amen? So Jesus is before creation, and he coordinates every detail by the collective word of God. God spoke, and what is came out of what was not. We sang about that this morning. Great song choice there. You stood before creation. Jesus was with God and Jesus is God. So it is in John 1, the Spirit comes through the Logos. Logos means the Word of God, the, the, the voice of God too. Jesus into the spiritual darkness of this planet Earth, a different kind of coming into spiritual darkness versus physical darkness. Some scholars say that in these few verses, John summarizes his whole gospel. Verse 4 presents the life and light that would flow from Jesus into the world. And verse 5 explains the power of that light to push back and overcome darkness. Now that's some power, isn't it? That's the power of the gospel. God provides a reputable witness John, to verify the authenticity of Jesus, he even thinks of this collaboration, this backup plan in verses 6 to 8. Verse 9 explains the effect of the light to bring truth, life, and hope to all. And verse 11 explains the rejection of Christ by those he first came to. But the great news for us is in verse 12. But, that but refers to the rejection of his own people. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe on his name. That's us. That's us Gentiles. This is good news. This is the gospel, that we who were not in line for this, light and life now can receive Christ, along with the free gift of life that never dies, never ends. And as if knowing Christ isn't enough of a blessing, we're then given the full rights and privileges of the family of God including an inheritance to all that Christ earned for us. I'm, um, I'm married to a gift giver. It's her thing. <laughs> Every Christmas, Jenny disappears for what seems like hours for more than just one occasion. It can take many trips to the base to finally nail the gift-buying you know, job task. And then there's the last-minute flurry of wrapping paper, sellotape, 
cards and, and bows and they fill our bedroom. <laughs> no. <laughs> the gifts look amazing. I would muck it up. I really would. <laughs> the gifts look amazing and every grandchild's needs and interests have been considered, including their favourite colour. And price-wise, it's all been calculated to be within the margin of error to, you know, provide equity. <laughs> and so the day finally comes. Thank the Lord. <laughs> and it takes many trips down the hall to carefully carry these amazing, you know, colourful gifts and arrange them all around our fake tree. But what joy awaits the the expected arrivals. Uh, but imagine if the families all arrive one by one and completely ignored the tree corner. You know, they were just too busy talking, eating, catching up, running around to actually receive their gift until it was time to leave. And at this point, someone mentions, you know, um, oh, perhaps we could leave the gifts next year perhaps or whenever um, I'm, I'm telling you life would be a little tense in our home for some time <laughs> just saying just saying <laughs> God's amazing gift of true life in Christ is not given to all it needs to be received verse 12 but as many as received him to them he gave the right to become children, my brackets say, heirs of God. How can we not receive this amazing gift of salvation from God? Acts 4, 4 verse 12 says, There's salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. Some would struggle with that in our world today. We know lots of people would struggle with that. Isn't that arrogant? No, it's just the truth. He owns us. And then he makes a plan to get us back. The truth in this one verse has the power to set us free from our old nature. Now that's good news in itself. We need to be born again. Jesus said in John 3, 5, it's all on the board there. Unless one is born again of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And coming down to verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, glory of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. He comes in grace and truth. Not wielding the sword followed by an army. That's to come. But God sent his best as a free gift. Isn't that amazing? Full of grace and truth. He gave the world Jesus. Have you received him yet? For those of us who have, have we paused um, long enough to thank him for this gift lately and perhaps considered any areas that we've just stolen back and we're not surrendering anymore maybe there's a area that still needs 
to be surrendered today if the Lord's putting his finger on that. And I ask the Lord what, what it is that you want me to say or bring out of this to Huntley Baptist Church today. And I believe he said, the key word here today is to dwell. To dwell means to live somewhere, to, to hang out there, to stay. He dwelt among us in the flesh, but now he's given his Holy Spirit to dwell in our hearts, in our fari. And like a marae pulfri, God extends the welcome to strangers, but the welcome requires a response. I still remember my first tangi on a marae out at Whara and it was for a man who had served my father for 32 years. He worked for my dad for 32 years. And uh, the sons were there, and the sons that had grown up as little kids on the farm. And I can still remember being told, now that you've been welcomed on this marae, you are always welcome. And that touched my heart. That was really a special welcome. That's the same as welcome as Jesus. Jesus' welcome was to become flesh and blood and to come to the very earth that he created. Now the Spirit of Christ waits to be received in order to dwell with us and in us and make our hearts his home. What's life like in your fari? Is there peace, love, and kindness in your whare, in your home? Or is your home a bit messed up? You can take that however the word, what it means to you. Is your dwelling place in order? What's entering in and what's going out from your whare? Is our home life consistent with our public life, our workmates, our work you know, situation. Do words of love. Turn in, become acts of love and kindness in our home. And, and are they just consistent? Or do we just say to people that we love them but don't do anything about it? Where does our help come from? We're going to need help in this, aren't we? Our help comes from the Lord, King David wrote. The Lord today is offering gifts of the Holy Spirit to glorify Christ, to heal you and to change you and to help you be a, a Christ-centered person. And he can remove obstacles and addictions. He has the power to redeem relationships, finances, health, hurts, and offences. But we need to ask him. What he will never do is force us to receive him or to trample on our right for a fair hearing. So let's get, let's get real with God today and show humility and forgiveness. It's been said already today. And forgiveness to those who have hurt us and ask forgiveness for those we may have hurt. He became flesh and blood to make it possible to dwell, to dwell among us. He didn't just come 
drop by, take off. He's come to dwell among us. As we come to this communion table, I know I need to prepare my heart. But let's celebrate that our God came in the flesh, that he is the true word of God. That is just so backed up in this beautiful account from John, that he is God. He is with God and he is God. He made us and that he still wants to dwell among us here at Huntley Baptist Church this morning. Amen. I want you to just pause for a moment and there'll be a little silence, but I want to pray. We sometimes call this the sinner's prayer, but it's really for anyone who wants to get right again with God, maybe come back to God, recommit your life to God. And I've sat with many people and had the honour of praying this, but I know it can take many forms, but we're just going to have a go at it. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I am sorry for living apart from you, living a, a life of selfishness. Join me if you want in your heart, just quietly. Lord, I'm sorry that we, that I have missed the mark. I ask you now to come into my life. Lord, I thank you that this gift needs receiving, so I receive it today. And I ask your Holy Spirit to come rearrange things that are not in order and bring life and light and push back the darkness and help me overcome all those things that would be a blockage to knowing you, loving you, and serving you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that it has been an encouragement to you. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist@extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com.